It's been All a minute. right, man. Here we go. Welcome Let's aboard. How you doing, brother? I'm doing amazing, man. It's been a while. I, this is nostalgic for me right now. Yeah. Like I, you and I haven't sat across from each other. I feel like in over a year. Like we haven't done yeah. this once this past year yeah. on camera, right? Yeah, I agree. Where are we right now? We're at the Q Cigar Room. Perfect Ooh. setting for me. Let's torch it, baby. Let's torch it. So guys, get this. For everyone listening, for everyone watching, as you can see, we're in a new location. Omid and I are in the one and only place called Q Cigar Room, just outside the outskirts of Edmonton, Alberta. Um, and I think one of the most fantastic things about this is me and the boys, me, Karam, oh my bad, let me up, bro. Let me up, bro. So we gotta, you know, give it a little swirly swirl. As you can see, Omid and I are rookies, but I mean, if we're in the one and only best place to get a cigar indoors, we might as well chop it up a little bit and try them. You know what I'm saying? So we're about to have what's this called? Tabuk Especial Oscuro Belicoso. Flavored vanilla cigars yes, together sir. for the first time in Q Cigar Room. So if you're in Edmonton, Alberta, and you want to check this place out, these guys welcomed us into their home. They welcomed us into our restaurant for us to be able to recap the year for this very special That's episode. Right. You know? That's right. So uh, let's try it, man. We got to hold it on our mouth here. I need, I need, yeah, yeah. Keep it in your mouth. A couple of rookies, eh? Yeah. There you go. Beautiful. We're set, man. Yeah. This is the first time you and me are sitting down since you came back from Abu Dhabi. Yes, sir. If you can, like, summarize your trip in one word, like, what was it for you? Refreshing. Really refreshing. I, I, I needed it after, you know, three, four years of... You know, roller coaster uh, for business and life in general. It was just nice to finally just be able to turn turn that off. And I couldn't do much work from from Dubai because we're eleven hours behind. So even talking to the team, talking to the crew, I couldn't I couldn't talk to them because they were sleeping. So even if I wanted to do work, I couldn't. And so it actually forced me to slow down. It forced me to take a break. And uh, I, I think. I've actually been way more productive coming back and the creative ideas and stuff that I want to do for the business now has been, it's a lot more clear. I have a lot more clarity and I think it's because I was able to slow down and just take that moment for myself and just do something completely different, right? Be in the desert, you know, jet skiing on the, by the Burge. Um, Sickest new Facebook profile pic. <laughs> Instagram profile pic, you have Twitter to. profile pic. You have to, you have to, right? Like the, the biggest thing for me was was making an effort to go there. Um, and, and shout out to Ankur, a good friend of mine um, who lives there. Um, you know, taking me to the local spots, you know, where all the Emiratis go and cafes, restaurants, and just being able to slow down was, has, has actually boosted my productivity more than ever coming back so i'm glad you had it man you yeah. haven't had a vacation in three years yeah and this was your first one i personally feel like as a business owner like officially as an entrepreneur it was yes, your sir. first time to escape yeah and i'm sure you can testify to this many of our listeners who are owning their own business can testify to this there must have been some sense of guilt going in the first place or needing to go this was long overdue you needed to go and how did you overcome that guilt how did you even recognize that you did need it if you even personally felt it in the first place because everyone feels guilty to go away if they're not moving their business needle forward but in reality it's probably one of the most healthiest things you could do for yourself yeah the thing was was if i didn't force myself to buy that plane ticket i probably would have never went and i actually it took me weeks before i actually pressed the button on just ordering that flight that that flight you know what i mean so um and for me it's like if, if for me I, I have that guilt all the time if i'm not moving then i feel like i'm wasting time so um i i realized probably a week or two before my trip i, I my head wasn't in the game you know i'm just kind of on autopilot with everything that's going on so um 
it was just needed. Like you feel it in your body. And a lot of people know this when the entrepreneurs, whoever it is, employee, whoever, whoever you are, you can feel it when you just need to, you just need to take a break from the day to day of what you're doing. And I felt it heavily inside. So I, and that's why I really pushed it to make it happen. Um, I think one of the biggest lessons too is like, even though I was quote unquote unproductive and not doing work, it was actually way better for me because now I was able to get a bird's eye view of what I'm actually doing. You know, instead of being in the rat race and running, 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 I took, I just took a step back on the sidelines in my brain. Um, and I slowed down and I looked back and I'm like, okay, what am I doing with Q films? What am I doing with second floor? What am I doing with personal life? Whatever it is. And uh, the, the, because I was able to slow down all the create, create, creative thoughts and stuff were able to free flow. You know what I mean? So actually, I feel like it was almost like a therapy session for my, myself, right? Now coming back, I have all these ideas and things that I want to do, and now I can execute on them. So I think that was the biggest lesson is like, it's okay to slow down and read a book. It's okay to sit on the beach for five hours because that actually might be more productive for you. Well, when you'd say it's a therapy session, what questions did you ask yourself to, to, in order for you to come back with this new dialed in focus, so to speak? I think it was biggest thing was just like, what, what's the next phase? What's the next chapter of everything? You know, what, 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 what is that next thing that I want to conquer? What's that next hill I want to conquer? Because the day to day, the week to week grind is the grind. It, it'll never stop. Yeah, you're in the sauce. Yeah, you're in the sauce, but... It's too muddy to really think about clear direction going forward. It's yeah. actually one of my district managers at Good Life. He put it so beautifully. He's like, you know what? 10% of your time should be spent in your... What he calls your blue day. Mm. So picture your days in colors. You have your blue day, your green day, your red day, and your yellow day. Yeah. So... Your blue day and your red day both should take about 10% of your time each. Red is like just shit that needs to get done in the day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's checking your emails periodically, making sure communications are being sent. Your blue day, 10% of the time, that's strategy. Yeah. So I find between you and me, from what I saw, you haven't had a blue day in a long time. That's right. Where your blue is your head is above the clouds. You're thinking about the future. You're Yeah. You're starting to figure out where you want to take things. Yeah. And for a long time there, I feel like, I'm not saying you weren't planning, but you were planning as you were going. Exactly. Now you have the chance yeah. to, you know, sit on top of the infinity pool over top the Bridge Khalifa, <laughs> right? If I'm even saying that correctly. And, you know, you're getting these, yeah. these lovely ladies giving you towels, right? You're like, Pudja, you know, let me clean my face. And you're having a blue day, man. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. You know, because yeah. then 80% of the time in your yellow day and I believe whatever other color the other one was, that's when you're just constantly doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is like uh, a lot of us think that if you're if you're grinding and hustling and making stuff happen, that that is productivity. But actually slowing down is also productive. Actually slowing down, taking a moment, not even on the strategy side of things, but it's just more um, being able to reflect, being able to look at where you're going and where you're heading. And I think that's very important, whether it's business, whether it's life, whether it's health. Shout out to our slogan. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's actually, and then that's the hard thing for me is I can't, sometimes I can't find that balance because I'm always go, go, go. Um, but I think now more than ever is I have to implement that in my, in my lifestyle is like, you know, once a year, take a week for yourself, by yourself. You know, Bill Gates does that every single year as he goes into the mountains and he has a week where he just takes a bunch of books and he just reads and there is no internet, you know, connection and you're just sitting in your own thoughts. And I think that's very, very necessary. So glad you did that, man. Yeah. So glad you had the chance and to even think now you have prioritized that needing to be done yearly. That's yeah. already a step ahead of trying to recognize that you're not going to do this again where you feel burnout. You're gonna do it before you feel that. Yeah. And I find no matter how hard anyone works, no matter what someone's dedicated mission is, you do need time for yourself to slow things down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
how about you man i want to talk a little bit about your journey this past past year man like we haven't sat down had a jungle series in, in, a, in a minute so what what's been going on with you and how's the business how's how's life what's what's happening with you so this year i needed to make it very clear that everything that i'm doing is servicing getting better at jujitsu is servicing getting better as a leader those are my two biggest rocks is how can i become a better leader um, in the in the personal training industry and by that i mean i ask myself questions and i've had to reshift my focus in wondering okay am i going to be there for the clients at good life or am i going to be there for the trainers yeah so i put a lot of my energy towards my trainers recognizing that as a let's just say owner of anything let's just say for you as an entrepreneur you have to ask yourself am i going to really hone in on making my clients happy or am i going to make my team happy some do a little bit of both others put all of their energy towards one of those i chose this year to invest heavily in my time and focus and energy in my trainers to make them better trainers right to improve their business acumen improve their overall organizational skills um, make them better trainers yeah you know encourage them to get more certifications encourage them to learn how to better program to provide specific workouts that's going to help their client achieve their goal and i knew i took a hit i'll be honest i took a financial hit right because i turned down the sales guy in me i knew sales was always my forte right can you spend two three hours a day in the business to gain a new client for your team i did reach a point in the beginning of the year where personally i may have noticed that i'm not saying it was taken advantage of it was just noticed that oh he's just gonna sell for us right oh it's all good kenny will give me another client here in a day or two yeah so i needed to recognize that okay if i genuinely care about these trainers and and know that i have skill sets that i can teach them then ultimately long term the business is going to grow right they're going to gain more clients they're going to keep their clients happy all my focus is on them yeah yeah so you were teaching them how to sell and yeah you know what what's that what's that uh, that's that fish quote give them out of fish and then or something like that and then instead teach them how to fish or something like that i i, I butchered that quote but no no it's, <laughs> i like yours better <laughs> teach them how to fish he go fish <laughs> but uh no i think it's uh it's something along those lines i'm sure anyone will correct us i'm not yeah. even gonna bother trying but yeah you make a good point man i recognize that if i'm now dealing with a team of 10 trainers who i love who i appreciate who i recognize that if i weren't for them i wouldn't even um you know be able to be in the position i'm in yeah i want to hone in on making them work on certain weaknesses of theirs or certain attributes that they thought this whole entire time that because it's their weakness they're not going to bother paying attention to because as personal trainers and as anyone who is in a line of influence all you want to do is rely on your strengths yeah right and uh a lot of it has been human behavior a lot of it has been psychology and a lot of it has been getting people to believe in not just making today look good but setting yourself up for success for tomorrow and really honing in on planning having an actual strategy and getting them to believe in the concept of team meetings and and one-on-one meetings yeah so that, that that's been me that's my nine to six that's that's what i think about every single day on a constant basis now in the evenings man all year my focus has been in just jujitsu you know on the side man i was growing brave with kickboxing clients and i was you know mixing in jujitsu clients and whatever have you and yeah i just really needed to make sure that all of my time spent outside of work is catered to fueling my cup of being a competitor in jujitsu yeah. and any hour spent not related to that i am doing myself a disservice yeah um it was a cool thing i read chelsea sent it to me and it really resonated with me because i felt like i inadvertently did this it said uh from one of these cool business pages on instagram it was like choose 25 things you want to do 
quickly write them down. Okay, now pick five. Now don't think of anything else or do anything else with your time until these five things are done. Right. And for me, man, you know, one of them is, okay, I want to I wanna end up becoming a champion at Purple Belt in Jiu-Jitsu and lead that eventually to being a Black Belt. Okay, second thing I want to do that I thought of is I want to grow the most successful personal training roster in good life in Western Canada. So that's turning a club into a million dollar club. I'm only about 60% there. Right. These are two things I think about though. Nothing yeah. else right. matters with my time. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not satisfied until these two things happen. And once they do, okay, great. Yeah. Let's look at number three, four, and five. Right. Let's look at all the rest. But these yeah. two, uh, you could clearly possibly tell in the past year of my behavior, you know, going to Orlando and competing in Pan Ams, prior to that doing the Spartan race, but then realizing that, okay, I got to shift my time and focus in the jiu-jitsu. Yeah. After going to Texas and competing, yeah. now going to California. It's just all of these things. Every decision I make now, I'm just far more calculated from, you know, everything you yeah. said. Yeah. I am very, very aware of recognizing if something I'm doing is not contributing to my goals. That's the biggest thing, man, is recognizing your time, where it's headed. And I think you have done such a good job over the last three years of, of, of shifting to that, you know, shifting and narrowing your focus and, and, and really just take, you know, getting rid of stuff that isn't honing in on those two goals. Um, you know, for me as a, you know, as a, you know, running a business and being an entrepreneur and I'll say that again, running a business, working with clients. I think the biggest thing for me is recognizing the balance of working on your business and working in your business has been the biggest challenge because when you're in your business, you're working with the clients, you're editing videos, you're shooting, you're, you're helping your guys, you're setting up production. Um, you're going, you know, you're traveling to location X, Y, Z, but just as important is working on your business, making sure that direct, the direction of where you're headed is where you want to go. Because you can you can haul ass and make 100, 2, 3, 4, 500K a year, but, you know, where are you headed? You know, is the ship going the way you want it to go? So the balance between project managing editing, shooting, um, working with my crew, customer service, scouting, you know, getting more clients, hustling on that front um, has been such a roller coaster in figuring out how much time should I spend on this project? How much time should I spend on this project? How much time does this client really deserve of my time? You know what I mean? Like we have a team, we have guys that can cater to those certain things that the client wants does it really need necessarily need my time to be there have you realized it does or doesn't no in certain cases it doesn't right in certain cases you know shooting x video i've done a million over and same with my guys they've done it a million times in fact my guys are are way better at editing and shooting than i am but recognizing that it's okay to just trust put that trust in them to be able to execute you know, even if they get 70% of the project completed to the standard that I hold our projects to, and I can fill in the last 30, that's that's even, you know, good enough for me. And that's but progress. just being able to be okay with that and being able to be like, okay, I, I trust this person that this person's not going to screw up this engagement shoot. Takes a lot of per- trust. You know what I mean? Because my name is on the line. Got to have the right person. You have to have the right person. You know what I mean? My name is slapped all over the company and my rep is my rep because I'm putting myself out there that way. My reputation is on the line. So every time these guys go out, they're representing a part of me and and, and us as a company. What have you done to develop that trust then? If you are recognizing that that needs to be there and you realize your name and your business is on the line, what have you done to develop that trust or what are some... What are some things that make you go, yeah, you know what? I just hired this person. This person's been on my team long enough. I don't necessarily need to shadow much of their experience. They're good. They could you go put walk them- in a shoot without me there. Hell, I could give them a contact and I'll know this person's going to be taken care of. So I think putting my guys through different scenarios and testing them and giving the risk, putting that out there as a risk 
You know, me risking somebody going to shoot an engagement video on my behalf. Yeah, like Omid sent this person. Exactly. And Q Film sent this person. Now I'm, I'm putting them in that test for the first time, right? They've never done it before. I'm trusting them to get the job done. I'm trusting them that they'll be able to complete the project from A to Z. Now, if they complete that project, okay, cool. Wow, I just gave this guy a big project that's out of his comfort zone and he was able to step up to the plate. And then you put him in a different scenario. Let's put him in a real estate video. Let's get him to do a corporate commercial. Let's get him to do, you know, a documentary. Let's get him to do X, Y, Z and see how they react when shit hits the fan because shit always hits the fan, always hits the fan. Something's going wrong. Batteries aren't charged. The client's getting angry about X, Y, Z. How do they react when I'm not there? Can they handle the pressure of, you know, holding their own and being able to see to the light of the project at the end of the end of the tunnel? So that's where I've found where now building that trust by putting them in different scenarios. Now I can now that the next engagement comes, the next, um, you know, photography shoot comes, the next commercial comes. I can be okay with slowly letting the reins go and allowing them to step up to the plate. And there's only a handful of people that I can trust to do that. And it takes a lot and it takes a long time to hone this person into that, into that realm. And it's very difficult, especially as an entrepreneur, because you want to do everything. You want to represent yourself at the highest level. And you think you're the only one that can do that. Right. So it's, uh, it's been a, and, and that eats a lot of time, you know, and I've been trying to figure out how to shorten those timelines from getting a project from the initial inquiry to the very end. How much time do I put into the editing phase, the production phase, the pre-production phase, the sitting across the table and having these coffees and talking about their vision and doing the discovery calls, X, Y, Z. So you know what I'm saying? So it's it's this constant battle of like, where do I shorten these timelines? Where do I, where can I put place people where, where I, I can trust them to do certain things and that's the biggest thing. This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on millennials. To learn more about the Edmonton Community Foundation, go to ecfoundation.org. Sounds to me like trust is built for you around someone being able to handle a situation where it completely goes 180 on them and how good are they at pivoting? How good are they at being able to still manage to get the job done even when shit breaks on them yeah, to a degree. yeah. And this is the unique thing about when a leader believes in someone's potential, from what I recognize, is what are the things you did before you needed to call me, right? Yeah. How, how were you able to figure it out? Maybe think a little bit outside the box, right? Were you able to go run to the convenience store, grab a few batteries, recharge the camera and get it done? Okay. Awesome. And you're venting to me about how that happened? Okay, well, first of all, great job in still making sure that got done. Like, kudos to you. Yeah. You know, you could have called me, but you recognize that it would have been far quicker and far more convenient for the client time-wise if you just went out and quickly got something. And that's, you know, when you mention what you look for in trusting someone is so important, man. Now, when it comes to our role, I'll tell you something that recently happened. It actually... I don't want to say it bothered me, but it really made me recognize the importance of my role. Anytime you're dealing with a, a client, let's just say they're waiting to get something serviced and the original, in your case, videographer is not able to do it. So in my case, someone was already built trust with that original videographer. They built trust with the trainer. So now the trainer's not available. Okay, no fault to that trainer. Life happened. So we're going to redelegate. We're going to give this person a new videographer we're gonna give them a new trainer right so I gave this trusted client a new person to handle them now few weeks go by a couple months he calls me and this is at a time where we're actually gonna get the new trainer to continue his progress because his sessions ran out 
And so I was telling him, yeah, this is what the deal is. I'm confirming he wanted to talk to me. And he goes, you know what, Kenny? I'm just going to tell you how my experience is, right? So he tells me, like, you know what? So-and-so is doing an incredible job. Love their personality to death. They're actually a really good guy, but, like, they're not creating as much of a holistic program for me as I expected. They actually had the audacity to ask me, ask me is this person even getting paid? So that's stunned, right? Like, especially when I was recommending this person to work with them. And you know what, like this person, in my opinion, did everything they needed to do, was aware of this person's goals, and they went all in on that particular part of the goal. Now here's the part where I know I messed up, because he said, Kenny, I wish you did this. And this is taking on that ownership mentality of when you start thinking, what do you need to do, and what role do you play as the owner, or as the manager of a situation? All he said simply was, Kenny, even two, three sessions in, if you called me to check in, which was something I was just expecting, just expecting you to call in and just say, hey, how, how are you being taken care of? Is, is everything going well? He's like, I would have been telling you the same stuff I'm telling you now. And possibly at that point, there would have been an opportunity to still have him prove that he can change. But he's like, it's just, I kind of hint at it, give him the opportunity, and I didn't see some of those changes in my workout program. He's like, so at this point, hey, no hard feelings. I just want someone else. Right. Like, he was cool about it. He wasn't like, I'm not going to walk away. He's like, there's a couple sessions left. Let me try somebody else. Right. But that always, I know, stings the ego. Uh, of course it does. For the trainer. Yeah, and yeah. then I, I make sure I make it very clear to everyone that, hey, sometimes it won't be a fit. So be prepared at any point in time for that person to be interested in someone else. But don't let that happen. Right? Give them that full service. Give them everything you can to show them how good of a fit you are. So he said that, man, and I was just like, that's where I realized how important my role is. Is yes, it's something that I could have just been like, oh yeah, I'll check in, whatever, but all it would have taken was two minutes. Two minute phone call. Mm. You know, hey, so and so, how are things going? Right. Right? Is it matches your expectations? Yeah. No? Okay, well, let me talk to them. Let me just make sure we make those changes. Right. Right? Still new, still fresh. We'll make the adjustments. Yeah. Right? But hey, you, you did that brilliantly. We know that when you actually had me work with one of your videographers for when we yeah. did the Spartan documentary. Yeah. You told me time and time again, hey man, I may not be communicating with you, but that's, like you got a guy for that, but trust me, I'm on him. Yeah. I'm talking to him, I'm, at, I'm, I'm, I'm looking over yeah. the entire process. Yeah. So how much as you remember, that made my, let's just say, insecurity of, oh man, I wanted you, I didn't want someone else. Right. That came down. Yeah. Because you told me that you're overlooking it and you checked in time to time. I did. So yeah. that's such a wake up call with this man. Yeah. Because it just makes you realize that you know, if we're on the topic right now of what role we play and where our energy should be spent, a lot of times, yes, we need to trust the individuals, but uh, those check-ins, man, those check-ins is like everything to people. Yeah. And it's treated so differently when it's the owner or the manager calling and checking in. I realize that for, for sure. I really realize how much people care about that, man. Oh, for sure. But the, the thing is, is you don't want to be doing the job for the people that you hired to do the job. And that's one of those things where I, oh, exactly. it's, it's such a, it's such a fine balance of not micromanaging, letting go a little bit, trusting that this person can get the job done. But at the same time, you're constantly having to check in or know when to check in and know when to not, because I found this too, especially in the artistic space, in the creative space, people have thresholds. Okay. And I'm sure that this is with your personal trainers too. People have thresholds. And if you pass these thresholds, your trainers might potentially quit. You yep. know? Oh, they yeah. might they might they might <laughs> you, you, push, know, them you, you push you push them to the edge and they're, you know, screw it, I'm done. And I've had instances where I've pushed people to their limits and it's they stab at me, right? And then all of a sudden their their mood change, the productivity just goes down because and especially the the hard thing is is people have egos in the creative space too because these are designed these are things that it's a blank canvas you're creating something from scratch so being able to give creative criticism not creative criticism be able to give constructive criticism to this person's creation is difficult because this is what they've made and they're yeah. presenting it to you thinking that this is the right way to do this particular project and then you go back and say no 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 this is great but the client wants this 
and how and 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 a lot and it you know it's you're treading waters there because you you want to make sure that you don't offend this person but at the same time you need to get the client's vision so it's like it's a fine balance between knowing what to say when to say it and how to say it wow you just uh did i just drop a bar there or you what? dropped the bar man because <laughs> it's the sensitivity of any creator who believes that their product is the best based off of what they specialize in yeah right yeah. the customization of what they created is due to the imagination that they have and the time spent in thinking what's best for that individual yeah. and you got to come in and and you have to either choose to sugarcoat it or be as honest with them as possible or find any middle ground between that. Yeah. And you know what it comes down to, man? I don't know if you asked this question. Is <laughs> like, figure out how your employee or, and this this is this is what I love about our conversation. It, it doesn't matter if it's a personal training world or the videography industry or the beauty and skincare. You name it, man. Any industry someone's in, this applies. If you fuck up, if you do something that you shouldn't have done based off of the needs of your client, now how do you wish your supervisor or even yourself sometimes as a solopreneur, yeah. how do you wish to give yourself or someone gives you feedback? What, what, like When that criticism is given to you, how do you like to be given it? Because you make a good point, man. I've had trainers on my team who have told me, I, I brought back trainers. And I'm like, what made you leave? And they said, every time I'd sit in my one-on-one -on -one development meeting with my supervisor, I felt like I wanted to leave. Yeah. And That's, I was like, well, why is that? And they'd be like, because yeah. they'd be telling me I'm doing everything wrong. They'd make me feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so obviously, as the type of person I am, I don't want to make anyone feel like that. I want them to feel uplifted when they come out of my meeting. However, it's a very different type of conversation with everybody, right? I'll ask so-and-so, okay, well, fair enough. Let's just say one day you recognize there's an opportunity to improve, right? How do you want me to provide the information to you? The answers I've gotten, man. Some people are like, man, tell me straight up. Okay, in person, in private? No, no, tell me in, like, tell me in front of everybody because it'll wake me up. Other people are like, listen, man, soft blow, right? Like, yeah. take me down easy. Yeah. Ask me other ways of how I can fix it. And then, like, you'll realize it's different for everyone. And I find if you wanna be an owner or supervisor, and this is for our listeners, and you wanna go that route of management, be prepared to have a very customized approach on how you improve the skill sets of your team for every single person who's on it. Oh, yeah. It's not gonna be one and done the same. No. And if you can't mold that differently for everyone, then okay, fair enough, try it. See if it's for you. Yeah. But those conversations are different every single time you have it. Yeah. And I actually want to bring up a point. So sometimes the little things can go such a long way. And what I mean by that is I had a, I had a coffee with an entrepreneur in the city and um, super successful guy has multiple uh, optometry clinics, um, you know, spas and things like that. And we had a coffee and I asked him, I'm like, how do you motivate your staff? in every one of these clinics. How do you make sure that your turnover is less? And you know what he said to me? He's like, you won't believe, you won't believe this. He's like, I, I make sure that every week the fridge is completely full in the staff room. <laughs> That's awesome. I make sure Out that, of all things. I make sure there's snacks. I make sure there's coffee. That fridge is always staying full. Why? Because when the staff need a break, or the staff need something to eat, they know that they get the best of the best. They got fruit, they got snacks, they got coffee, and that hints to them that, hey, the owner cares. You gotta give this guy a shout out, man. Who is this? Sonu. There you go, Sonu. You remember Sonu, 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 right? Beyond Vision, man. Yeah, 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 Beyond Vision. So, and I was surprised, I was taken back. I thought maybe it was like a pep talk, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you like, you know, keep everyone in good spirits when shit hits the fan or whatever? He's like, no, he's like, I make sure that, he's like, I spend a fuck ton on groceries every single week, but I make sure that those, the staff rooms are always full with, with something to eat. And I was just like, man, like that's, 
that I, I think back to even my business and the, the crew that I work with, the little things that I did, the coffee that I bought them, the little, hey man, you're doing really, really well. This project was amazing. It turned out well. And like Praise, little, right? just perks and little, little things that they wouldn't have expected. Or hey, let me buy this lunch for you. Hey, we're having a meeting. Hey, do you want lunch? Oh man, they just feel like over the moon. So recognizing that and making sure that you add these things because that's again as an entrepreneur as someone that runs around does multiple projects even a solopreneur you got to think about those things you got to think about how you can make even your clients feel feel good give them a little you know it's christmas is around the corner you know writing 10 or 15 cards handwritten and sending it sending it off that goes a long way and you don't like and again you don't think about these things until you go through it and you and figure it out. These are things you don't have to do. That's that's the best exactly. part. Is start asking yourself, what are things I don't have to do that would be astronomically appreciated? One hundred percent. You know, one hundred percent. I'll I'll shout somebody else out, Chris Doe, and he talks about how much. Like I was watching one of his videos, and he says, I, I want to ask if there was a. The, he was in a class. Like he has like four or five. Um, people that he was talking to and he's like how 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 much do you spend on customer service how much time do you spend on customer service he was asking all the all the people there that are future agency owners and graphic designers who want to run their own business how much time do you spend on customer service they're like oh you mean like emails and stuff he's like no no that's not customer service and they started thinking right like oh what what does he mean by customer service and what, what we're talking about of making your clients feel good, taking them out for coffee, giving them, you know, you know, cards, you know, making them feel good, building the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's customer service. Mm-hmm. So how much do you spend on that? And all of them were like less than 1%. All the people in that room were like, man, we, we hardly spend any time doing that. So now your business is transactional, right? Mm-hmm. But he says, what you guys are missing the reason you're not growing is because of that that aspect spend more time on customer service you need to man because it may not feel like an immediate return but when it does come time to renew or when it does time come time to gain access to the same level of offerings that you give you're going to be the first person that that person thinks of every single time man yeah Right? Yep. It's a very cliche quote, but people remember how you feel. They don't remember how, what you say. So if you can really hone in on that feeling, man, you're winning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I got uh, I got some reflection questions for you. Sure. It's going to be good. You know, we're ending off the year strong. 2021 going to 2022. This is season three. I don't know if you guys have been watching season three, but hopefully you've been tuning in to the amazing guests that Kenny's brought on. It's been good. Shout out to the cigar room for the beautiful space, right? How good do you feel, man? Like if it said Kenny Cigar Room, I'd be lit. <laughs> this says Q Cigar it's Room. It's perfect, man. It fits with the branding, man. I'm surprised you haven't like once been like, "What's up, guys?" Just uh, you know, been real quiet lately the past three weeks working on something big. <laughs> this is my new spot, Q Cigar Room. Right? Be jokes. Uh, just be take all boys. the take all the credit. No, 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 man. Is... Big shout out to Greg Nash. He's actually one of ten co-owners of this place. Man. Wow, ten. So ten developers, investors got together and they wanted to shake it up man they're like you know what let's create a space in edmonton that doesn't exist an indoor cigar room where you can smoke drink eat have fun with your friends and family and loved ones and man like people got to check this place out if you're not from edmonton you got to fly down here you know check out yeah. flare swoop we're soon to be sponsored by them one of these days <laughs> <laughs> oh no we're not but i mean you know if we give enough of these shout outs man you oh, know yeah. everyone we mentioned today is gonna gonna be able to support us in one way shape or form but uh here we go man connor beaton he's a guy that i subscribe to um one of a few where i get newsletters from so lately what i like to do is i wake up eat breakfast i'll read one of these newsletters right they're quick yeah quick snippet information on how to improve your life in one way shape or form okay so Connor wanted to say a few sentence starters based off of reflecting the past year. And I feel like this is going to be able to really see quickly. Omid has no idea what I'm about to ask. Just see what the first thing comes to mind. Okay. okay? So I'm going to say the beginning of the sentence. I want you to finish it. First one. Okay. 
And I want you to be as real with yourself as possible. Don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. But don't shit coat it either, okay? Okay. How I truly feel about the last year is... Grateful. How come? I feel grateful because things that have aligned have aligned. Hello, the podcast you're listening to is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Kyle and I'm the host of Creative Block. It's a podcast where I talk with artists and creative entrepreneurs. So if you're curious to understand the minds of theater producers, local actors, podcasters, or even a guy who created a company making houses out of old shipping containers, then you should come and subscribe to Creative Block, a podcast that comes out twice a month. That's not a threat. It's just a promise. Available anywhere you download podcasts. You know what I mean? Personal life, business, um, and I'm grateful for that. I like that. I yeah. agree. I feel like this I'll was keep your it year. Short and sweet. I feel like this was a really it was a good year. year. It was you a know, good you, year. You, t- you capitalize on your fitness, right? We got to work out together, which was yeah. awesome. I'm looking, a little, I'm, look, I'm looking a little lean. No? Looking good, man. <laughs> looking good, bro. Right? Comes back from Dubai looking more jacked. Man, man I made sure that when I was there, that I was running every single morning. Good. And it was like, it was one of those things like, if I'm going to you know, splurge on food and drinks and stuff like that, that I make sure that I'm still... Man, I was worried you were going to come back just like... Like 40 pounds every... <laughs> yeah, me too. That's the thing. Like, bro, to Uncle, bro. all I ate was kebabs and smoked shisha, bro. That's all That's I did. That's literally what I did. But luckily, I got those workouts into Good, it. man. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Now, um, this next one is... Um, has to refer to, you know, if you kicked a bad habit, if you started a business, if you set a boundary with your inner critic... My greatest contribution was. Damn, these are deep, huh? Do we have a time limit on these or what? Man, we got a good 20 minutes before <laughs> we cap out this episode. Uh, so. Okay. Um, can you repeat it? Yeah, man. So I actually confused it with another one. So I'm going to say it again. My biggest breakthrough moment was. This year, hey? It was just something that it dawned on you. You realized maybe it was something that happened in Dubai where you're coming back with this new level of fire. It was this moment of like astonishment, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was in Dubai. Um, breakthrough moment was, I think, I think I've had these creative ideas in the back of my head for a long time. And uh, I'm not going to mention them yet because they're in the works to becoming a reality, but um, it really dawned on me that I need to execute and I really need to make make the time and effort to push for those things to become a reality. And the only reason it dawned on me is because I had the break and I had the time to think. Um, whereas before, I know I had them and like, you know, it was just like whatever, but like I actually had this time to think, sit on the beach and think sit in the infinity pool and think um mind clear like there is nothing that i need to tentatively get to or do um so when it hit me it hit me hard and that i would say is it was a big breakthrough moment for me it's beautiful yeah next one so it's the element of you know you only get what you give what is something that you feel like you contributed to? It could have been your family, community, relationship, business. Your greatest contribution in 2021 was? Uh, greatest contribution, I would say, um, I would say to my teammates, to my team members, the guys that I work with on a day-to-day, on a week-to-week, um, you know, I really take what I do seriously. Uh, I really take the people that I work with very seriously. So giving them my 110% every single day, 
I think that was my greatest contribution this year. Make sure that they're happy, that they're motivated, thinking about them more so than the business at certain points, making sure that they're okay. Um, and and really putting that as a focus this year has been, I think, one of the greatest contribution. I like that. Now, this can be external. It could be like a partner in business and relationships and life. Maybe it was internal. You held yourself accountable to a personal promise. So, finish this sentence. I held myself accountable to... Uh, showing up 110% every single day. Even on the recovery days. When you play, you play hard. When you work, you work hard. Yep. I'll leave it at that. So, depth psychologist Francis Weller wrote that a healthy psych requires ample doses of beauty. What moved you to this in this year? So, finish this sentence. I was deeply inspired by... Damn. It's tough when you have to think about the whole year, right? Yeah, when it comes down to the year, it's kind of tough because it, it even narrows that down too. Um, uh, does it have to be a thing or can it be a person? Either or. You'll get a hundred percent either way. All right. Um, I think I was deeply inspired by actually something that recently happened. Um, a guy that I know in California, uh, Afghan guy, he worked for Google. And he hit um, Forbes 30 under 30. Is that E-Man? E-Man, yeah. Dude, I saw that. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's cool. I've kept in touch with him throughout the year. And I knew he worked for Google. I watched some of his presentations and stuff. But very, you know, low-key. He's not very heavy on social. Uh, but he's doing some incredible things. And so when I saw that, um, it was just this instant, deep inspiration. It was like, man, like a trendsetter. How do you and, know him? I know him through, we met at a conference in, in, uh, in LA, an Afghan conference. Is that the one where the you one rap with, at? Yeah. Man, look how he, he, he blows he, he blows it off so easily, right? <laughs> we met at a Tudor you know, networking <laughs> place, right? It's like, yo, you were on stage in front of how many? I don't know. It was like a thousand. It was probably a thousand people. Yeah, one thousand people. Maybe, maybe less, but uh, I was like 500 to a thousand, I'd insane. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, well, here's the thing. His name's E-Man? Yeah. You guys still keep in touch? We do. Because I have an idea for you. Yeah. I heard of this podcast, right? It's called Second Four Podcast. They talk about bringing people on who elevate things to the next level. You should totally you know what's funny? get them on that you know what's show. Funny? You know what's funny? I want to show you something. <laughs> well, this is my message. Email. Let's see. So, you mind if I read it out loud? Read it. All right. It says, hey, E-Man. So dope, bro. Happy for you. Yo, we need to get you on my pod soon. If you're down to chop it up, let's go. I run a podcast called The Second Floor and it runs on Telesoptic TV, Canada's largest network, in brackets, 8 million subscribers weekly. <laughs> I love how you just ended on that <laughs> send. Oh, man. So, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking. And hopefully he'll he'll come on and bless us. I love that, presence, man. man. We got something cooking in the kitchen. That's perfect. Yeah. You're already thinking a step I'm ahead, think, I'm right? thinking like you, bro. No, man, that's you, man. That's you. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait for that, too. Yeah. All right, next one. So this next one's pretty clear, but remember. Okay. Focus on what challenged you instead of whether or not you were successful. I was deeply challenged by... Your workouts. <laughs> 100 percent you didn't hesitate no you're like it was these damn it was, workouts it was, it was definitely you because i remember it was a very challenging time for me to get onto the fitness train and i knew i had to force myself so i knew hiring you and your team to put me through the ringer twice a week three times a week 
you know, going with the boys on the on Saturdays. Um, that was probably the most challenging because every time we had our workout, there were 20 other things I could have been doing. Yes. But I had to stop, wear my shoes, wear my coat, grab my fitness gear, drive to the south side, come to your house, and be ready for that one hour or 45 minutes that we were going. So most probably the most challenging thing. Not that I'm, not that I don't, like the gym that by all means i love the gym it was just the time that i was extremely busy but i knew i needed it i think the beautiful part about that too is recognizing what you just said there you could have done 20 other things you prioritize your health and fitness at a time where you noticed that it was slowing you down physically yeah and it was scaring you and you recognized for about a year there that you were telling yourself you're going to do it on your own and it just wasn't getting done. Yeah. And I think another beautiful part about that is you did it and look at you now, six months later, still getting workouts in on your own, still making it a part of your life and now it's getting a part of your routine. And it never, I'm sure I could speak on this on your behalf, slowed down your business. No. If anything, it improved it. No. Not a direct impact, but yeah. it being added into your mix of your daily routine did not hinder anything else going on in your life. And I yeah. want to speak that into existence, especially now that we're on health and fitness in this season. And it just shows people that saying you don't have time for a workout is bullshit. It's, it's complete BS. And it's gonna allow you to finally put yourself first physically and mentally and spiritually for you to double down on what you need to get done afterwards. Whether that's going back home and being a good husband or wife or being there for your kids more. like And by more, not spending more time, just the time you're spending with them is actually more present. Same thing with your business. So it's cool to hear that, man. Yeah, it's really cool sure. to hear that. For sure. Now, here's a unique thing, and this was said by Connor beating himself. After answering, take a good long look at how each prompt might have impacted the other. So, for example, was your big breakthrough positively or negatively impacted by what inspired you? Wow. Say that again? So was your big breakthrough moment? Yeah. The one that you mentioned. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. What was it again? Uh, the Dubai and coming up with the creative. Perfect. Yeah, so yeah. coming up with the creative ideas to grow your business in Dubai on your trip in your blue color stage where you're thinking about that's right moving forward yeah. so was that positively or negatively impacted by what has inspired you this past year positively and what inspired you this past year was it e-man e-man yeah there's i mean there's a couple other things you inspired me you know getting me back in into shape and at least getting that going um not in shape yet but um, yeah, just a, a ton of factors, man. A ton of factors this year. And then did what you contribute get affected by what challenged you? Yeah, I would say so. What was your contribution again? Uh, <sighs> helping my teammates and my crew members. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my, con my biggest contribution. That was your biggest contribution helping them. Did, did that get affected by what challenged you? Yeah, so the biggest challenge was our workouts. Yeah. So it did. Because of my my energy, my attitude. Because you were putting yourself the, first. Yeah, exactly. And you felt like exactly. So your contribution was getting hindered, exactly. right? Exactly. Man, this is awesome. I should be a therapist. Yeah, this is great because <laughs> the first episode in Q Cigar Room is about Q. Yeah, so everyone's going to know. This is your once a year is... episode, bro. You're doing my it without you realizing My, my once a year therapy session with Kenny <laughs> at the Q Cigar Room. Shout out that. to the, I love that. We just go drug you up with yeah, that cigar. Exactly. And you, you speak the truth. Exactly. Get deep and intimate. Now, um, could your challenges use a little bit more accountability help? Absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. Because it's a roller coaster in your mind, right? There's days where you don't want to work out. There's days that you just feel like shit. You don't want to tie up the laces and go to the gym. So, uh, absolutely. That's awesome, man. And that's where, you know what, those 
Saturday workouts with the boys are there to bring you back into routine. And Absolutely. that was a cool thing for me, man, when I'll never forget the flight back from Dubai. Just about, just shy of about 15 months ago when I went with KB. Your flight, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this was my flight back after KB fought. It was that one or it was Vegas. Yeah. It was either one, but I remember it clear as day. I remember going to my brother saying, hey man, like, I think I'm ready to quit good life. Wow. And just, just ready to focus just on jujitsu the way you focus on MMA. And I was like, you know, not only inspired by what you do, but I really want to make jujitsu my one and only focus. And I think it's about damn time I do so. And he said this so, so easily, without any hesitation. He said, listen, man, before you even consider do that, look at the time you're spending outside of sleep and outside of your job. So you got about eight hours there, give or take. Now ask yourself, what are you doing in that time? How can you do more jujitsu in those eight hours? Yeah. And also at the time, I remember I would get together with friends at least once a week. It'd either be, let's go out for a drink, let's go out for a coffee, let's go out for something. Let's just go out, let's spend time with one another. It's, it's once a week friend, homie, chill time. Yeah. The spark that lit the once a week group workouts that is now just a thing every single weekend was that conversation. Because it made me realize that, yes, I do need to get my strength workouts in, but it's a fantastic opportunity to still connect with friends. I didn't want to let that go, but I also needed to find a way to train with my friends and do something where I'm spending time with you guys that is fueling in a selfish way my own better interest of improving at what I need to get better at. Sure. And that is what made me realize that I can still keep a job that brings money in and that I really love while honing in heavily on every second I spend outside of sleep in my job is putting me forward and moving that big rock forward, which is jujitsu. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's special, man. It just made me recognize that when you talk about something like that, I challenge you and I challenge others to find ways to still make everything in your life possible, but you need to sit yourself down and track how you're spending that time. And then you cut out what doesn't need to be there or what you're doing that that is there is done through a more productive activity. And that's what KB was trying to get at. Yeah, He was saying how like, the reason why Danny and I are so close is because majority of the time we're spending me improving my, my game for my job, like me improving my striking for what I'm doing for my life. But he's like, you're gonna find people in your life and you're gonna find things that you do and there's gonna be common interest there and you're naturally just going to spend more time doing it. And you and I speak a lot about that too. We hang out and got so close to a very specific mutual interest and that's conversations and getting in front of the camera and being a part of some level of influence for other people to to climb the ladder with us. 100% bro. You know, so. Shout out to KB. That's it bro, what would we do without the Bengal father? 100%. You know. <laughs> but uh, no man, I mean, to really hone in on that, do you have any last words to cap out 2021, man? No, I think it was a good episode. Good to be back, good to be back on camera. Man. I miss this, you know? Everyone yeah. missed this, you know? People were saying, you know, why are you guys just audio now? And I said, you know what? I'll talk to Q. I'll talk to Q. So hopefully, yeah. man, with the new location, yeah. with the new mics that you got from Abu Dhabi. Yes, sir. Hopefully we have a new dialed in focus, man, and we could keep doing these from time to time. Sure, bro. You know? So um, let's keep the good vibes going, man. Stay blessed. Can't wait for us to do more. Appreciate you, brother. Love, okay. you, bro. Love you, bro. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, baby. Let's go. If you guys are listening to this and you made it all the way through, you know, it would be an absolute pleasure to hear from you guys on how you like this episode. Rate us, subscribe to us, review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, Facebook, Instagram. We're everywhere and anywhere. 
we're doing our best to make sure that we can provide you guys more value as we climb the ladder and as we continue to elevate ourselves. And we know that you guys are on your own respective journeys too. So, you know, keep doing everything you can to keep the good vibes going in life, business, and health. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas.